Let's go, Brandon. Hey, Yohanyaks, welcome back to the Rambling Viking Podcast, bringing your weekly dose of weird. Gonna keep it PDFG, uh, PDFG, <laughs> to help you start your weekend off on the right foot. Speaking of, it's always the right. It's always the right hand, the right foot. Nobody cares about the lefties out here. The lefties are wrong. Well, that's funny, too. I actually talk about how I caught my case of the lefties. Anyways, anyways, what a crazy week. Uh, yeah, I only brought you this dose of weird. If you haven't seen it yet, the Flamin' Hot Fiesta is live. It is exactly a week ago today it dropped. Go check it out on YouTube or Rumble. You can find the post also on Instagram or Facebook to take you there. Um, where we tried Flamin' Hot Mountain Dew along with a lot of other Flamin' Hot foods in conjunction. Rated them, had a great time, made a homemade Flamin' Hot food. It was so much fun, but a ton of fun. And speaking of, at this moment of recording, I am merely... Within a couple, I'm I'm one I'm one movie length away from the release of the Arby's Curly Fries Vodka, and I've had this tab open now for a day and a half because you go to arbysvodka.com. At this point, it's already sold out. You can maybe still go to the domain, but. Little time skip for you. I totally forgot that it is only available in certain states because of online liquor sale laws. So Arby's Vodka, I'm sorry to spoil this for the rest of the episode when I come back to it, but Arby's Vodka is completely off the table because my guess is it's 60 bucks out of the box. I can't get it in Oklahoma. The only states that sell it are California, Connecticut, D.C., Florida, Idaho, Louisiana, Minnesota, New Hampshire, Nevada, Oregon, West Virginia, and Wyoming. So you can only get it if you're in one of those states. And I'm not in that state. I'm in Oklahoma. So I can't get it here. Can't even get it here. So the decision is already made. I'm not going to spend 60 bucks. This is totally spoiling some stuff in the episode. But it hit me and I was like, oh no. They're going to come back and tell me this. Totally forgot. But we'll see what happens. Because I'm sure the the after, the resale prices are going to be in the hundreds and no way am I going to spend that much. Plus I don't even think I could legally buy it on. I don't know how that works. Maybe on eBay, maybe it's whatever, but yeah, can't even get it in Oklahoma. So sad day RIP to the Arby's vodka, but we could still do an Arby's meat fest. What do you say? Right? That's still on the table. There just won't be any Arby's vodka unless one of you lives in one of those States and can get it or has a connection. I don't know. But once again, uh, not going to press the matter. So sad day, RIP. Really, really sad to remember that, but glad I remembered it soon so I was able to do this time skip. Anyways, back to the original show. Arby'sVodka.com, when I heard about this vodka, uh, because lately there's been a lot of releases. Obviously, it started with the Flamin' Hot Mountain Dew, like back in August, and you know I had to go cop that aftermarket on eBay and, you know, paid like 15 bucks, which was fine. Well, then I find out. And this one thing, like with the Flamin' Hot Mountain Dew, I found out like weeks after. But as of this last week, Reese's released a full a pie-sized peanut butter cup, like nine inches in diameter. You haven't heard about this yet. Where have you been? But, of course, Reese's being my favorite, uh, I was like, oh, my gosh. And I go... They're sold out. They only made 3000 and I found out about this one 
a day late, literally a day late. You know, say day late, dollar short, day late, whatever it is, day late or dollar short. I don't know. I was late. I was I was late, and that's that. That was the problem. I was super late, and not super late. But honestly, that upset me more than like if I'd missed it by two weeks, because if I missed it by a couple weeks, be like, oh yeah, that happened. Whoa, yawn. That happened. Oh, that happened a couple weeks ago. Man, I wish I wouldn't known about it then. Versus yesterday. It was yesterday. You mean I could have had one of these in my hand? They were only forty-five bucks. Now, now the cheapest one I can find on eBay is two hundred, and that's just the lowest bid. But I'm seeing three hundred, four hundred, five hundred dollars for a Reese's peanut butter cup, the size of a pie. And wow! First of all, great job to Reese's. Maybe, maybe not though. Because you look at this and you're like, exclusivity, you know, drive sales, drives revenue. I mean, they sold 3,000 of those. And so they, you know, that's like 120K or something like that. Yeah, $135,000 um, at 45 bucks a pop. So that's pretty good. That's, pretty, that's a pretty good day, right, to drop in that. However, I, I don't see it unless they recruited people to buy them and then resell them and then split profits. The real winners are those people who bought even two, two, three, four, and you sell them for a couple hundred a piece. Now, now, I wonder if the value will go up or down. If this, Because you see this in the shoe market, right? A shoe gets released and for a few months, I mean, it's hot. $800,000. And then it kind of falls off because it loses popularity and then you have people who are still trying to sell them for you know, who maybe bought several pairs, but now it's only worth $100 over retail. And you'll still make money, but, uh, you know, sometimes you got to be in and that, there's that sweet spot, that window. But moral of the story is I'm pissed because I saw that and I was like, it's perfect. Oh my gosh, a Reese's party. Oh, get all the different Reese's candy together, eat it, be so much fun, have a pie. Oh, and then, yeah, see, I'm not willing, I can't do 300 bucks. I cannot. That's just so much. So unless unless the Hanyak horde wants to wants to back this financially, right? Wants to cover the cost, which I by no means want to pressure anyone to put their hard-earned money towards that because uh, I'd like to think you're supporting a good cause. Really, you're just buying me a giant Reese's cup to then watch me try and eat the whole thing. And I don't know. Maybe that's worth it to you. It's worth it to some people, right? And that's what a lot of creators do. So if you feel, I'll go the Christian route. Look, if the Lord, if you feel so moved, inclined, all right, pray about it, pray about it. And if, you know, you guys want to get together and pitch in, by all means, by all means. But just know, uh, at this point, I might try and make a peanut butter cup that big. I am not going to buy one unless I come across one. And one, one part of me, oh gosh, oh, oh, don't put your water bottle. Oh, I talk with my hands too much. Right on the funny bone. Give me a second. Sorry. <sighs> now, I can't, well, I can't fault these people who, golly, I hit that right on the elbow. <laughs> well, I can't fault these people who, you know, want to f- just flip it and get a profit. I'm sure that's just what they do, right? It's like on Black Friday when I saw the guy come in and buy like 12 TVs. 
He literally got one of those flatbed carts at Sam's and stacked it high, bought them all, and then I'm sure he goes in because they're super. They're like 100, 150 dollars off. So you sell them for 25 dollars under retail or 50 dollars under retail. You're still making a profit, but you have to do that to make any kind of decent money. You know, I'll make 75 bucks, but if I can do that 10 times, I make 750 bucks. I'm actually kind of making something substantial. And so while I, on one hand, I can't fault the people for doing this. On the other hand, I am extremely annoyed by the people who probably bought five of these and are just trying to resell them all because there are those of us out there like myself who are genuinely interested in eating a peanut butter cup the size of a pie and want to experience that because to me, that's what it's about. It's about the experience, right? Now, that's not to say I wouldn't potentially buy two, sell one, eat one because I think that's the right way to go. But that is how I operate. And so I'm just going to say from a, yes, from a moral standpoint, standpoint, I think these greedy Hanyaks need to sell it for, I don't know, all, I would give them a $10 markup, $20. I might pay, what's the max I would pay for one? Mm, maybe 75 Maybe. If I was already going to pay basically 50 I could do 75 I, I don't know if I can justify 100 because at that point, I could probably make my own for 100 right? I could probably make one. So if you want to see me try and make a Reese's peanut butter cup the size of a pie, nine inches in diameter, and eat it, um, maybe that's a whole that's a whole episode. We try and make a peanut butter cup. I'm, I'm down to do that. You know, I, don't, I do not know if I have the means in any way, shape, or form, but we can give it a try. So, and if you happen to be one of those people who, who purchased a peanut butter cup um, and are just trying to sell it on eBay for $300, let's talk. Let's talk. Let's see. You scratch your back. I scratch my back too. And uh, we just are standing next to each other, scratching our own backs. So, you know, uh, you know, would you take 75? Would you take 55? And I'll tell you what, I will feature you on the podcast. You will get a show. You'll be a part of the credits. You'll be a part of that episode. I mean, come on. That that's some that's you can't put a price on that experience. Who am I talking to? None of you bought that. If you did though, email the show and let me know and we can talk. I'm not gonna pay over a hundred dollars. I'm not gonna pay over seventy-five dollars for it, but maybe there's something we can work out, right? Business partners. So yeah, ironically, I guess I'm turning into food challenge over here. I mean, I always like food and I always like doing crazy stuff with it, but maybe I'm just in that, maybe I'm just in that world now. And so I'm seeing all the news about it, but I feel like they're, they're releasing a bunch of random stuff. For example, did I just mention, I already mentioned the Arby's vodka, right? Arby's curly fry vodka. Uh, yeah, you heard that right. Curly fry They're They do their, I did. Hold on question. Does anyone out there, please send in your answer, voice memo, review, whatever, email, whatever. Did, did you know that Arby's apparently has like regular crinkle cut fries? Because this is news to me. Because when you look on their website, arbysvodka.com, it sounds like I'm a spokesperson for this. They have crinkle fry vodka and the curly fry. First of all, I only thought they had curly fry. Second of all... That's all you should worry about because even though they do have crinkle cut, has anyone ever gotten crinkle cut? Why you Arby curly fries is the thing, right? It is the thing. You want to hear someone yelling about absurd stuff going on random tangents and rambling on? That is the rambling Viking. To be concise is to be antithetical to what I am all about and what this podcast is about. 
Now, I'm not saying it was unhelpful and it might, you know, be more beneficial to get to the point, but it's a rant. We, I am the rambling Viking. I mean, the head Hanyak. You guys are the Hanyak horde, okay? We're just a horde of Hanyaks out here, just being Hanyaks, just rambling on. So, that's what we do. But, yeah, so I don't see a point in that. But, there's still hope. Well, if you're listening to this now, I'll probably have posted whether I've gotten the Arby's vodka or not. While I don't necessarily love the aspect of vodka because I'm not here to like try and drink a whole I'm not gonna do anything like try and drink the whole bottle, get blasted. I don't wanna like I don't want this this is not I'm not here to get drunk, right? That's not a part of this. I'm here to experience the weird. Okay? Let's get weird. And so that's why I'm like, I kind of, here's the, here's the kicker, right? This Arby's Vodka's bottle, I, they, do they say how big it is? Let me see. I'm assuming it's uh, 750 mils or something like that. Uh, but, oh, two hours, 24 minutes, let's go. But it's like 60 bucks-ish. I'll put the article, I'll put an article in the description down below. I'll also put an article to the Reese's or the, the website to the Reese's, which they have some interesting uh, selection on their website. And here's my thing. I love, love, love to do these things, but building these out, like the Flamin' Hot Fiesta was like f- less than 50 bucks because buy all the chips and stuff. And then, I mean, the most expensive thing was the Flamin' Hot Mountain Dew in reality. The bags of chips are cheap. Uh, but with other stuff like this, I mean, it's getting a little more expensive. And so while I want to do it, it's, it is a bit of an expense. And I'm not using this as an excuse to then ask you for money because I'm not... Uh, but on one hand, I'll say this. I mean, if you want to, if you wanted to give, if you wanted to make that the way it is, thing is, I just bought, I, I'm ball out on a budget. And I understand I might have to invest a little bit if, to really build some of these things out. And I'm fine doing that. But I can't, I can't just afford to shell out a bunch of money. So we might have to get creative and try and make this stuff ourselves. Not the vodka. <laughs> not going to do that. Although that would be an experience. But yeah, I don't know. So. Arby's vodka. Do you want to see it? Do you not want to see it? At this point, I've either bought a bought a bottle. Bought an, I've either bought in a bottle. Jeez, I've either bought a bottle or I haven't. And so you're finding out. But if I have the bottle, do you want to see it? I mean, because worst case scenario, I could just resell it if I'm able to purchase one. It's like sixty bucks, and that's where I'm like, ah, if it was like thirty, it would be a no brainer. But sixty bucks. So I don't know. Because on one hand, I'm like, how curly fry flavored vodka? How does that work? And then if we're going to do this, we, you know, we're, we're going to have the vodka, maybe make a couple mixed drinks with it. Obviously, shoot it straight just to, you know, do the review, but then maybe make a couple mixed drinks that are Arby's themed and probably disgusting. And then, you know, go get classic roast beef, curly fries, mozzarella sticks. Maybe even do a deep throwback to a Jamocha shake. I don't even know if they have that anymore. Uh, Maybe do some sliders and just have ourselves a little uh, meat fest. An Arby's meat fest because they have the meats. And uh, if you want to see that, I mean, let's make it happen. And with that, I, I would be willing to say like, look, would you be willing to chip in? I don't know, five bucks? What is it worth to you? All of you guys chip in five bucks. That's a meaningful amount of money. Could pay for it. I'm not looking to make money here, uh, but potentially just cover cost. So you tell me if you like that, continue. Um, or you want to see me try and make a Reese's, Reese's uh, pie. That's what I'm going to call it because it's basically what it is. 
I think because um, I'll tell you, I personally love to do it, and I might do it anyways, but uh, if you're interested. So while we're talking about new ideas, I want to throw this one out there. This was pitched by, uh, by Aaron. Shout out to you. And I have not done it for this week, but something to consider because I do like finding out new information, sharing new information, and talking about new things. And so this does fit the bill for me, but I'm just not exactly sure maybe how to formulate it exactly because there are so many things to look at. So the suggestion would be that I would, um, that, you know, as a part of weekly episodes somewhere, we'd have one little quick announcement about uh, new vehicles and their features, basically, or new features on vehicles, right? So. Just kind of drop in some automotive stuff because I think it's always interesting to see what the new cars are coming out with. Not that I'm going to buy a new car, but uh, maybe that's something interesting. You know, have our little automotive minute. We talk about, hey, you know, in the 2022, whatever. You know, like with, I, I can talk about Subaru because I've been looking at them. And you know, they, they've, they released their new wilderness trim, which is a, um, a more rugged tire. You have better bumper angles. Um, and it gives you a little bit more clearance. It has this super nice upholstery. That's not a, it's like a synthetic. It's not a leather. So it's like stain and water resistant. Uh, the star is what they call it. And that's what, that's what really, because used car market is so crazy. That's what tempted me actually to go and look and say, man, maybe, maybe, but it was just too much to justify it. You know, if it, if it had only been four or 5,000 more than the used one that we were looking at, I really would have considered it, but it was like eight or nine. And I was like, that's, almost 10 grand. That's a lot. Okay. Uh, and they, I think they all, they all come with the turboed engine, but that's something that's interesting right now. Looking at the car industry though, how many freaking car models and manufacturers are out there? So to me, it would be narrowing down and whittling down. Maybe we only talk about super new, interesting features, like more feature based and that these cars have these features and less about the cars based. But that, is that something the audience would like to hear? And because I, I could certainly do that, um, I don't know. I don't know, but that but that's your little sample, right? That's the new Outback, the Wilderness Trim. Go check it out. They also have all these. Um, it's all accented with copper. It's pretty cool. They are pretty sweet looking. You know, they've got these uh, matte black wheels and the their off road tires. It plummets their gas mileage though. All these features, and so their gas mileage gets in the low twenties. Whereas at least in the Outback, you're looking at on a regular outback 25 to 32 um, city versus highway. So you get combined of 28. And I want to say the combined on the wilderness is like 24 because you're like, I think you're 22 to 26. So you lose some, but if you're doing that sort of activities, those sort of activities, then I think it, it makes sense and it checks out. Uh, I mean, other features that we're seeing, did I dream about seeing a commercial for Mustang or did I see that? I don't know, but the automotive minute. Are you interested? All right, let's get to some freaking hilarious stuff. So also share the eBay page. It's in the description down below. You can see how much one of these Reese's pie is. And yeah, buy it now. $500, 400. This is more than the first day that I saw it. $550. And with that $550, by the way, they're still charging shipping. If I'm selling, if I paid $45 for something and I am selling it for $500, I will cover the $20 shipping. I will eat that cost. You animals. $550 and I have to pay $24 in shipping? Psychopath. Yeah, $390, $10 in shipping. That's better, but still. These greedy jerks. 
Some of us want to eat the pie. Oh my god. This just makes me mad. I gotta move on. But you can go look at all the eBay listings, follow the link in the description. Alright, here we go. My roller coaster moment for this week, which was where I dropped down, my stomach dropped, and I was like, what's going on? Connor, you were there. I'm sitting there on my phone, and I follow the New York Post on Instagram. By the way, if you don't follow the New York Post, go give them a follow. They, okay, some of their, they do some typical, like, almost tabloid-like crap, where it's like, ah, these are crap news stories they don't care about. They also do some interesting wild stories, and so they, I don't know, they, they cover a wide range uh, and fun fact, it's the oldest newspaper, I believe, in the country, started by none other than Alexander Hamilton. So, cool history behind it as well. Not saying that they may remain true to all those values necessarily, but they do have some good news stories every now and again, and they offer some wild news stories too that I'm here for. This is one of them. I'm scrolling through Instagram, and this is what I see. Mike Tyson died while tripping on psychedelic toad venom, and I go, what? Mike Tyson died? Now, I realize it's in little single quotes. I don't know what to call those apostrophes, I guess. And and then when I open it up, I realize, okay, okay, okay. This is a little bit... Mike Tyson did not die, everyone. Don't freak out. I can confirm. He just... That's the words he used. So, we'll, we'll get... It's an article about Mike Tyson tripping on some psychedelic toad venom. You heard this right. Yes, toad venom. Where these toads are underground for seven months out of the... There's so much craziness. And, and he goes, I, di- I died my first trip. And I, I'm, I'm, <clears throat> I'm working on my Mike Tyson impression. I actually just watched a video of him talking to try and get it. Really, it's just going to be the lisp. So, because his voice is it's like high pitch, but it's not. So it's tough to get. Really, the lisp is all you can get. So I died during my first trip. That's, what, that's as good a word you're going to get. So the the leading line is Mike Tyson dropped dead from drugs, sorta. <laughs> so definitely, I'm gonna read this in my Mike Tyson voice, but I encourage you, it, my Mike Tyson voice isn't great. If you're not, you should definitely go read this for yourself and read it to yourself in a Mike Tyson voice because it is hilarious. This article is not fake. I'm not making it up. Mike Tyson is a national treasure. This is, it, I I just what this is the. Uh, this is your weird news for the week. I don't even know what to say on it. I died during my first trip. The 55-year-old former champion boxer told the Post told the Post at Wonderland, a Miami conference dedicated to psychedelics. So here we go. You already know this article is going to be lit. Microdosing and medicine. Oh, sorry. I don't finish sentences sometimes. In my, in, in my trips, I've seen that death is, a, is beautiful. Life and death both have to be beautiful. But death has a bad rap. The toad has taught me that I'm not going to be here forever. There's an expiration date. <laughs> also, feel free to roast me or grade me on my Mike Tyson impression. <laughs> the toad is Bufo alvarius, a Mexico amphibian, otherwise known as a Sonoran desert toad. Thank you for giving us the normal people name. That's what we needed. <laughs> I was like, Bufo Sonoran desert toad. It's been seven months of the year living underground. So first of all, but when it's active, its venom can be smoked to produce a short psychoactive trip. And shout out to Ashley. But we were, I was talking about this with some friends. And she was like, how does someone discover this? That is always, and that's always my question. How do we discover? <laughs> like, who's the first? First of all, this toad is only active for three months. 
the equivalent of a summer break, all right? You got a summer's break worth of time to A, discover this toad. Then, upon discovering this toad, you know, does it does it kill people? I, is the venom deadly? So, But then someone has to get to the point where they're like, what's this venom? Let's Do they drink it first? Do they smoke it? Do they inject? What do we do? But somehow we get to the point where people discover this makes you trip. And that, that, that's always just boggles my mind is the origin stories of how we discovered these things. Because are you just out there just smoking anything and everything and you find the rare Sonoran Desert Toad and you're like, oh my gosh, these things are only out three months of the year. Let's smoke it. Like that has to, it has to be people who are extremely high and have access to these things. Uh, you know, like it has to, it's the perfect storm, right? It has to be the time when they're active because seven months out of the year, these things are underground. You're not finding them. Unless you maybe accidentally dig one up, but I don't know. It's beyond me. Anyways, we will continue, right? The venom has long been used in traditional healing rituals. Surprise, surprise. But with the popularity of LSD and ayahuasca among the rich. By the way, ayahuasca, I, if, you, if you don't know how it's spelled, try and spell it and then look it up. Because the first time you read it and, and you've never seen it spelled out, you are going to say some... You might... You, you're going to be like, what is this word? But then you'll remember that they're talking about psychedelics and how Joe Rogan has talked about ayahuasca and you're, you put two and two together. But among the rich and famous, because when you're rich and famous, you have that much time, that much money, you get into weird stuff like the Sonoran Desert Toad Venom and smoking it. The toad is getting a lot more attention. Good for him. Tyson discovered it four years ago. At the time, here, and here we go, here's the, here's the testimonial at the time, he was 100 pounds overweight, drinking and drugging. He was sluggish and unhappy. One of his friends suggested he try toad venom, and the athlete loved it. So one, what kind of friends? <laughs> you know, my friend, if I have a friend who's in a place where they're like, ah, you know, I'm, I'm fat and I'm, I'm not feeling great. I'm not, things aren't, life kind of sucks right now. Maybe find themselves a little bit depressed. First thing I think is, hey, man. You tried smoking this uh, rare, des- this uh, Sonoran Desert Toad Venom? I got some Toad Venom that you should smoke about it. Let's, let's smoke some Toad Venom about Because that's, he, yeah. That, first of all, if that's the first thing you say to me when I'm depressed, I'm going to probably question our friendship and say, all right. Uh, or I'm going to take it as a joke that you're trying to cheer me up with. Like, are you depressed? Why don't we go play in traffic? Ah, uh, it's, it's, it's a funny joke, right? Like, <laughs> um, but, <laughs> you know, why don't we smoke this? Why don't we smoke this ficus, huh? <laughs> oh, man. And get ready. It gets better. I did it as a dare, Tyson recalled. A dare. So it wasn't even, hey, man, I think we should try this psychedelic thing. It's a ritual. You know, maybe it'll, it, you can trip out of your sadness because that's what people are doing. And, and it's more of, oh, you're so depressed, nothing will help you. You know what? I dare you to smoke this toad venom. Okay. <laughs> I was doing heavy drugs like cocaine, so why not? It's another dimension. Before I did the toad, I was a wreck. The toughest opponent I ever faced was myself. I had low self-esteem. People with big egos often have low self-esteem. We use our ego to subsidize that. The toad strips the ego. Once again, roast me for my Mike Tyson impression. I feel good about it, but something is just a little off. Anyways, so given his position, I mean, if you're already shooting up cocaine and stuff like that, then, yeah, what's a little toad venom? (laughs) 
Oh, man. But Mike Tyson does have an interesting take and story. Joking aside, you know, it is interesting to look at some of the most successful people and the most powerful people, the richest people, have some sort of, you know, self-esteem issue. Putting it out there, you know, a lot of times the person who's making the most jokes, cough, cough, <laughs> myself, um, in the room is is the one who struggles with, you know, acceptance and being liked. And there might be some truth to that middle child problems. We're just going to keep moving on, though. Act like nothing ever happened. He has now tripped the toad, because that's what it's called, tripping the toad 53 times. Sometimes three times in the same day. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner. Toad trip, toad trip, toad trip. He, he lost 100 pounds in three months. Started boxing again and reconnected with his wife and children. hundred. First of all, he went on the meth diet. The meth crash course diet. Three pounds, sorry, 100 pounds in three months. Three pounds in 100 months is a slow, slow, uh, you're under the average. 100 pounds in three months is un healthy. Like I get, I get, okay, if I'm hundred pounds overweight and I lose that real quick, it, it probably feels good, but it actually metabolically it is very unhealthy for your body. The experts say you're supposed to lose one to three pounds a week. So you're talking 10 to 12 pounds a month at best. And he just multiplied that by 10 and called it good. Now, good for him now that he's on the other side of it and he's doing better. Ultimately, you're probably better for it. However, that is straight up, that is, that's the meth diet. And I, what I'm joking is because I have a professor in college and we were talking about, you know, healthy weight loss and stuff like that and metabolic functions. And he's like, look, you want to get skinny. The quickest way to get skinny is go, go, go shoot up some meth. Go do some crack. And believe me, you will be, you'll be real thin. All right. You'll hit the weight you want. It's not healthy, but that's the most effective. <laughs> so do not go do meth about it. Don't go meth around. Uh, it's, it's definitely clearly a joke where it's just saying, look. I mean, ultimately, there are ways. Like, I mean, the quickest way to get strong is shoot a bunch of steroids. Is it healthy? Absolutely not. But, hey, you'll get strong and big real fast. Your head will, too. And uh, you might have some problems with some other stuff. But, hey, <laughs> you might be you might be uh, a walking uh, fuse. But, hey, here you are. But, ultimately, good for him. 100 pounds in three months is insane. I can't even imagine. So, I weigh, like, 190-ish. Getting down to 90 pounds would be unhealthy. So let's say I weigh 290. I'd be first of all, I'd be huge. I can't even imagine that. And then I go down to this in a in three months. I mean, you want to talk about like first of all, self esteem. Like you're freaking killing it. Also, though, I feel like it losing <clears throat> that fast would kind of wreck you. But anyways, and you know, since then he's also become an advocate for psychedelics, <clears throat> evangelizing all over the country. I love that. That's the term evangel. It is. It is correct but it's just funny to hear that ah he mike mike tyson the evangelist of psychedelics don't forget to put that in there because uh you get you get some you get some you get some good christians out here going to a mike tyson talk because they all they saw was mike tyson evangelist and they go and it was and they're like hold on get some good baptists there and be like whoa it's like apparently if you go to a Drew Carey comedy show, he is extremely lewd and dirty. If you've ever watched Whose Line It Is Anyway, you can tell, <clears throat> as an adult now, I can tell, he, yeah, he was always holding his holding back and censoring himself for TV. But, you know, the problem is, is he's developed himself as such a TV-friendly personality being on TV so much that you, you don't, you don't make the connection that, oh, you go and you go to a show and there's no holds bar and he's actually extremely lewd. And that's unfortunate where... 
I don't know. I would I would almost put a disclaimer. If that was me, right, I'd almost put a disclaimer on it. Like, hey, you've, you've seen me on The Price is Right, but that is not the type of comedy you get. But also maybe develop some comedy shows for The Price is Right fans because you know you have a ton of them. <clears throat> All right. It... It has made me, this is Mike Tyson again, it has made me more creative and helped me focus, he said. I'm more present as a businessman and entrepreneur. <laughs> I'm telling you, if you don't read this in Mike Tyson's voice, it's not near as funny. Oh, Tyson is so into the trippy toad, he has a whole nursery of the amphibians at his ranch in Desert Hot Springs in su- su- Southern California. Venom on demand, if you will. This man has a venom factory. He's smoking toad. Well, we already saw he he went on the he went on the toad diet, and that was breakfast, lunch, and dinner. Toad venom. <laughs> like, all right, time for breakfast <laughs> with that toad at. Oh man, he in the ground again. <laughs> like, that's the thing. Is you? I guess you have to extract it. For that, get a lot for that three months. Man, talk about, you really got to be able to plan ahead. If nothing else, living off this toad venom would make you very good at planning and rationing out, right? Kind of talk about, um, use Bible story, for example, like Joseph, right? And he and, and they stored up the grain for seven years so that, that during the seven years of famine, think about that, seven years of famine, they could ration it out and have enough for the people. And... I mean, that's what you'd really have to do here. <laughs> Why are we talking about this toad venom this much and breaking down the strategy? Because that's what we do here, folks. But you really, like, you only have three months to get these things. Now, I'm sure in a nursery, maybe you maybe you don't let them burrow for three months or you have it set up so you can get to them. But I don't know, if, you're, if you, if you want to really be respectful of their process, then seven months, you're not going to see them, which means you've got to build up a lot of toad venom and make sure you're rashing it out. Now I'm picturing Mike Tyson <laughs> it's he's he's six months deep or five months deep into their little underground hibernation and he's getting real low on the venom oh no what am i gonna do without my toad venom that's not a mike tyson impression. i can't oh my gosh we'll we'll finish out this article and finish out this episode for you guys people see the difference in me he said it speaks for itself if you knew me in 1989 you knew a different person my mind isn't sophisticated enough to fathom what happened, but life has improved. The toad's whole purpose is to reach your highest potential. I look at the world differently. We're all the same. Everything is love. <laughs> Thank you, Mike Tyson. Oh, I see why they call you the evangelist. Yeah, I mean, you're, is it not true? Like, I'm not someone who's going to trip, but I'd be lying to you if I hadn't. I don't know, thought about it sometimes when you hear these testimonials and you're like, well, what if like there's something to microdose? Because my, my question always becomes is like, okay, at what point are, is it different? Are we, are we dipping into the unknown of like, okay, this is beyond, like this is just doing drugs versus this is utilized no different than any developed medicines, right? Because if you look at, I mean, narcotics, like you have uh, Dilaudid, you have freaking morphine which is heroin essentially and you, you know you have the hard drug version you have the controlled version where it's like you use it in certain scenarios and you know for, at least from my my christian personal perspective i would just say you know i don't see anything wrong with you in the hospital and they give you morphine for your pain but shooting up morphine on the street aka heroin is wrong right just doing it for pleasure and so you know that's where maybe there is something to this and 
y'all, you guys feel free to disagree, but, but I think about it, you know, maybe there is something to that, at least having that conversation of like, particularly when you talk about micro dosing, because you're doing small amounts to maybe counteract some neurological problem. And I think there's something to it, right? And it should be worth researching because why not? I mean, we have all these other drugs. Look at, look at, look at half the drugs, all the drugs on TV. You know, the, the longest part of the commercial is listing the potential side effects and risks. And so to me, I'm just like, I mean, what, what's different from that synthetic drug that was developed in a lab? And I mean, outside of it's gone through all the FDA approvals is the intended purpose and the societal, um, or the cultural acceptance around it, right? The stigmas tied to it. And, so on one hand, maybe I am saying destigmatize psychedelics, but but not necessarily for me to chill at home and be able to drop shrooms. Believe me, that's not what I want to do. But maybe in the sense of we should look at these and develop the and see that there are potential medicinal properties, we could develop them. I mean, you, to me, in my opinion, you somewhat see that in with marijuana and weed is you see because now you see it to be, you know, gummies and edibles and in, in small enough doses. And I think there's still a long ways to go for, I would consider it, but I think it is, you have to look at it. Like it's a plant that grows and it has all these cannabinoids, cannabinoids, uh, and, and which actually do have all these good properties. I mean, you have the, 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 like the joint cream, the CBD oil and stuff that's good for your joints and helps reduce swelling. And, that is factual, but it's stigmatized because you see CBD, you think potheads, you think smoking weed and all that. And don't get me wrong. I don't think smoking anything really is, is the route to go. But in terms of maybe developing a medicine or a pill or a cream or a chew or something like that to that serves a specific purpose. This is for treatment of X. To me, that's no different than any other medicine that is developed because they take harmful substances. And I mean, look at opioids, right? And they take extremely dangerous, harmful substances and use them in a very controlled way. And so why should these be any different? I'm not sitting here saying go visit Mike Tyson and go trip some toad venom. Do not get me wrong on that. Do not, I'm not saying that at all, but it's just, it's a, it's something that I've thought a lot more about because it used to be, you know, very, it's like, no, 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 no. Anti-marijuana and anti-marijuana, maybe in the traditional sense, just using it casually as a drug. Now, on one hand, you might say, well, do you drink? Well, what's the difference there? And I don't know. It's a whole sticky thing, and a lot of it has to do with cultural norms and whatnot and not okay. And, you know, <laughs> oh, you know, as a Christian, we should just, I should just pray about it, right? Just like the donations. If you guys want to pitch in to buy a peanut butter cup, look, if someone wants to buy it for let the Lord lead, okay? The Lord led me to the Sonoran Desert Toad Venom, okay? He said, he said, Gus, now you smoke that toad venom, all right? I'm going to talk to you through that toad venom. And that's another conversation to be brought up too is that like we're trying to, in a lot of ways, you know, I think it's seen as like, oh, you know, you see God, you see the universe and whatnot. And it's like, from the Christian perspective, I say God is right here available. We, it, and we are the ones that block ourselves from being able to see him. We downplay it. You know, the God of the universe, it's, I'm sitting there, I have direct access to him right now and reveal himself. Now, the, the hard fact is, you know, we all want kind of the magical experience God reveals to, you know, he, you know, the, the road to Damascus style, Jesus appears in all his glory. And, you know, and, and at the time Saul is awestruck and it's like, yes. And, and we would all love that. Unfortunately, we don't all get that. However, I think we've, you know, our, our, our society is secularized enough. And even in Christianity, we're set, we look at the things of the Bible and say, those things aren't possible today. Those miracles, those things like that. And I don't really agree. Uh, I think they are, but I think, 
it, if you if you kind of turn those things off and we, we look at it and we're like, oh, you know, it's kind of like, oh, you know, that person did it, but I couldn't, I can't do it. And it's like, why not? You are a person too. You have the, you know, and you have the same me versus you. It's like we have the same God. We have the same access to him. So, uh, wow, this has really gotten off the rails. Been talking about how in one sense I maybe see, you know, the psychedelics and these, uh, and these drugs used in, in the senses, you know, people are, are seeking, seeking God in a lot of ways and, and using man-made ways to try and access him or better understand him. And I don't think that's, I look at it and say, well, you know, I've got direct access and I, and I, and I can seek him and, and, and ha- you know, he's right there wet, waiting and we're doing that, but not to get evangelical on you, not to become an evangelist. Don't want to interrupt Mike Tyson, your psychedelic evangelist. So, and uh, to close out the article, they just talk about Tyson is working on two brands of cannabis. One's undefeated. One is called undefeated. Sorry. It's undefeated. This cannabis is undefeated. We put it through the ringer against every other cannabis. Um, he's with. Okay. They're using all these boxing terms because they're talking about entrepreneur. Adam, and, and, you know, it's with Adam Wilkes and marijuana heavyweight Columbia Care Inc. His toad line will not include actual. So he's making a line of. Uh, weed, basically, a strain. <laughs> it will not include the psychedelic venom, but the strain is inspired by his wild experiences with the toad. Oh, my gosh. And then they go to close out, talk, just talking about the, the psychedelics world in general and how Denver, Detroit, Oakland starting to decriminalize mushrooms. Tyson hopes he will be able to sell the real toad venom soon. <clears throat> and the closing statement from Mike himself... I'm fighting for psychedelics to become medicine you can buy over the counter, he said. I'm not finished. I want to do more. I want to be the best I can be in this field. Good for you, Mike Tyson. But that was your that was your hilarious read. That was your, that was your dose of weird. All right, We're, and that was not a micro dose. That was a macro dose. Literally dosing weird today. And you're welcome. So go read that article for yourself in your and hear Mike Tyson's voice because I know my impression was lacking. Uh, really, all I got right was the lisp. I felt moments were good, but all in all, please roast me for that. And that, but all the all the links you can find in the description. I think that's a great place to close out this dose of weird. Go in your weekend being PDFG. Remember to chime in. Let me know. Do you want? Do you want to see an Arby's Meat Fest? You want to help out with the Arby's Meat Fest? You know, last time was my wife and my sister in there. And uh, by the way, if you, if nothing else, you're not going to watch the Flaming Hot Fiesta. Go like four or five minutes in, right when I'm pouring it into a cup, and and, and there's a moment, right? There's a moment, the funniest moment in the whole thing, and it's not even from me. But we got we got a hilarious a hilarious slow mo laugh from my sister, who I wish could be on every podcast now because uh, Rachel. <laughs> That laugh killed me. I might even rip the audio and use it in later stuff because it is so funny. I mean, it could be like a monster in a, in like a kid's animated film or something like that. I don't know, but it's freaking hilarious. If nothing else, go check that out. I'll maybe see if I can find the timestamp and link the video in the, with, with the timestamp. I think there's a way to do that. I don't know how to do that. But yeah, you want to see the Arby's Meat Fest with the Arby's Vodka that I might get? Which, by the way, if I don't get it, then there probably won't be an Arby's Meat Fest. I don't know. I don't know. Uh, these weird food challenges, do you want to keep it going? Do you want to hear about the latest uh, updates in the automotive industry? 
which isn't necessarily my forte. And Aaron, here's a suggestion for you. Maybe you're that guy. Maybe you, you send in a little minute, two-minute snippet talking about whatever the latest news is. Because, I don't know, you always clearly have, have maybe you just commit harder to reading, but you always seem to clear, have a little bit clearer um, understanding of what the news is we talk about. And so, uh, but yeah, anything and everything. And guys, if you have any suggestions for any things that you might like to hear me try, we can give it a try, give it a go. And, uh, you know, do you want to see me make the Reese's Cup pie? We might be doing that. That'd be a great Thanksgiving episode. And just do a Reese's Fest. Is this what we're doing right now? We're just doing fests and fiestas and all that stuff. Is that what I'm turning into? Is that what you want me to turn into? I don't know. Because I might turn into, I might make it a part of it. But I still enjoy doing these episodes. But all right, for real though, that is uh, that does it for this this dose of weird, this episode of the Ramming Viking podcast. Hopefully it helps you kick off your weekend being PDFG. That's pretty darn freaking good for those of you who are new. I realized I had someone ask me about that. They're like, what is PDFG? That goes back a, a while and I was looking for a great superlative. Pretty darn freaking good because, you know, there's pretty darn good. There's freaking good. There's pretty good. Uh, there's not pretty freaking and there's not pretty darn or uh, there's darn good. But I was like, you know, what's just like if you're just the best, but you want to say it in a fun way, pretty darn freaking good. Grammatically incorrect, but emotionally completely correct and accurate. So that's what that means. Eventually, we might have merch with it on it, stickers, shirts, hats, uh, you know, keep it PDFG. I've already done some mock-ups. Pretty great stuff. But anything and everything, remember to share that. Go to the website. You can, you know, email the show. You can text the show. You can leave a voice memo. You can talk to me directly if you know me. Uh, any, anything and everything, all of the above. Thank you so much for being a part of the Hanyak Horde. I hope your weekend is great. We'll see you here next week, bringing you more doses of weird and sports and who knows, maybe an Arby's Meat Fest. Oh, I forgot to tease. I will be releasing, we recently purchased a car from Carvana and I will be releasing, I'm making a little review video. So if you're ever, if you were curious about is Carvana legit, short answer, yes. And uh, is it a viable way, competitive, good way to buy a car? I didn't say yes, short answer, but I'm going to make a more in-depth review of my experience uh, coming up soon, maybe in the next, if not next week, the following week, first week of December. Be on the lookout for that, though. Uh, thank you so much once again for listening. Uh, go and please leave a review. That would help us out a ton. Those five-star reviews apparently boost you up and get you found and discovered. We want to build out this Hanya Accord. Um, as always, as, as always, keep it PDFG. That was, this was your macro dose of weird, quite literally. As Mike Tyson th- would say, thank you for watching and listening. <laughs> this Norwegian book goodbye has gotten out of hand. This is your head Hanyak signing off. Bye-bye, everybody.